It doesn't sound right, but it might be in the New Orleans Saints' best interest to let Marcus Davenport at least test the free agent market. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as always for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget we're free and available on all of your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert credential member of the media CrescentCitySports.com, USA Today, Saints Wire, Tuesdays on Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at Kai Harley and Mickey Loomis's newest salary cap saving trick on our well i'll give you the name of the, i'll give you i'll give you the name of the episode here in a second because i'm really excited about it we're also going to take a look at why it's a good idea for the new orleans saints to keep david on yamada around and what a contract might look like but first letting marcus davenport test free agency may actually be in the best interest of the new orleans saints let's explain why so this is where we're getting started i told you yesterday the name of the tuesday episodes moving forward was going to be contract tuesdays i've changed my mind it's now no cap tuesdays and there's two reasons for that, because first of all, we know there's no salary cap. Okay, there is a salary cap. There is a salary cap, but it doesn't matter. So that'll be our fun little game around that. But also, no cap. We're just going to be real honest about what's going on with the New Orleans Saints, players, who should be resigned, who shouldn't be resigned, things like that. That brings me to Marcus Davenport. It may be in the best interest of the New Orleans Saints to, instead of signing, extending, doing anything like that with him, actually let him go out and test free agency. The New Orleans Saints would risk at that point, a chance that he ends up signing somewhere else or that he uh, signs somewhere else and the Saints lose about $7.6 million if they do. So that's the dead cap hit if he ends up signing away. But here's the thing to remember when it comes to the dead cap hit and the way that that's calculated into the salary cap. It's already there. It's already accounted for. So the Saints already looking at 2023 have a $7.6 million hit on their salary cap. Right now, they're down to about $46 million over the salary cap after renegotiating, or not renegotiation, but restructuring and converting a piece of Eric McCoy's new contract. We're going we're gonna to discuss that, break that down. I'll tell you what's special about that a little bit later. But when it comes to Marcus Davenport, it's not like if Marcus Davenport doesn't sign, then a new $7.6 million salary cap hit hits, and then they're all of a sudden $53 million over the salary cap. No that number is already baked into the overage. So the Saints would be able to still find a way to get under $30 million under the salary cap, which we broke down a couple of weeks ago without ever touching Marcus Davenport's contract. So while re-signing him, yes, would save them money, if he goes and signs somewhere else, it's not like it's new money sitting on their books. The number is already reflected in the current overage. So it doesn't make things harder. Things just kind of stay the same. So if the Saints were to let him walk, let him sign somewhere else, not as big of a deal when you don't think about the fact that it's a new or when you don't, when, when you realize the fact that it's not a new uh, salary cap overage. 
The other part of it is that if you let him go out there and test the market, he might get a little bit of a wake-up call in terms of what his market actually is out in the NFL. Now, fact of the matter is that he's a he's an edge rusher, right? He's a long, lengthy, tall, big, fast, athletic, speed to power converter with uh, you know, edge rusher at a premier position. He just doesn't have the production. Remember, one ejection last year, a half sack last year. That's not the way you want to end out a contract year. So there's a chance that somebody out there might overpay for him. And honestly, let that happen. The key for the New Orleans Saints when it comes to Marcus Davenport is don't overpay, especially, especially if you sign off on the $7.6 million dead cap hit for him to go out there and test the market. He doesn't find the market that he's looking for. Don't let him get the big contract with you knowing that you already have him on your books for nearly $8 million. That's where this can become an issue for the New Orleans Saints. If they let him walk and go and test free agency, $7.6 million, bam, that's baked into their overage. They have to figure out how to navigate that. They'll be fine doing so. But if he comes back and ends up signing a new contract, that's not money that folds into the old contract. That is old signing bonus money that is accelerated into the 2023 year. So if you give him, let's say, a one-year deal, $9 million on the season, then what you're adding on top of that is the $7.6 million that you forfeited not alleviating when you let him go out to the market. So it feels more like a $16.6 million contract as opposed to a one-year $9 million deal. So for the Saints, what becomes key for them is if they want to get this guy to stick around, if they want to give him a contract, they need to do it before March 15th when he ends up counting against those books, he becomes a free agent, and that's when that $7.6 million dead cap hit cements, right? If they're going to let him walk, let him walk. Now, if the Saints wanted to keep him around, they could actually help their salary cap situation by re-signing him. The key is have him come in, have him get re-signed to a multi-year deal and expand a little bit of that money. It doesn't have to be an actual multi-year deal. It could be void years and expand the money from that $7.6 million salary cap so that you come under that. So what you're looking at here is finding a way to move his money around. I think what would make sense for the New Orleans Saints, and I've got a couple of folks who agree here, uh, is bringing him in on a one-year deal with incentives and void years. And what the incentives and void years allow you to do is push money into later years. Anything in terms of like a a seven sack situation, an eight sack situation, a nine sack situation, all that for his 2023 production would technically be considered not likely to be earned, which means that any incentives that were earned would go into next year's salary cap hit, not this year's salary cap hit. That's a key thing. Him only having 0.5 sacks on the season does make a lot of sense. So where, or not does make a lot of sense, but has that type of impact. So we've got a couple of folks who have chimed in, uh, Ryan Jones saying basically he would do a one year uh, deal that has incentives. So you're looking at one year, $6 million, $10 million each of the, oh, it also said that it could, it could be a two-year deal, $6 million per year, but could go up to $10 million per year with incentives. You can bake those, those incentives in. Davenport, uh, this one came in from Jacoby, good friend, uh, one year, $9 million, which is what we're estimating here on the show today. So there's a couple of different spots that you could potentially see those ways go, right? So there are going to be some people who are going to crack their jokes who are going to say Davenport's not worth, you know, $4 or whatever and all those other things. But the fact of the matter is that he's an NFL player at a premier position. That's a premier position that's going to get some kind of payment. It's just what's the order for the New Orleans Saints to minimize the salary cap hit should they decide to bring him back. If they really, really want to bring him back, do it before he hits the open market. If you're willing to take the loss, 
in order to be able to bring him back on a very cheap one-year deal, then let him test the market, cut the losses of the $7.6 million, reset him on a very cheap one-year deal with a lot of incentives that would be not likely to be earned because of the half-sack season, if you're building the incentives around the sacks, and then that ends up pushing into 2024. So you can manipulate a little bit of where that all goes. For me, for my salary cap structure with with, uh, Marcus Davenport, I'm doing a one-year deal, $9 million. I'm doing a, uh, a signing bonus in there that's about four or $5 million, and I'm pushing money down the road. That's going to allow me to keep a low base salary this year and then come in with money that ends up spreading out to be able to drop that salary cap hit a little bit. So that's the way that I'm looking at it for Marcus Davenport. That is certainly a way that the Saints could go. But if they let him hit the market, it's not as big of a deal as it sounds. Yeah, it's a $7.6 million dead cap hit, but they already have that accounted for in 2024. So makes things a little bit easier. Just to take a look at some of the other places around that are projecting contracts, SpotRack has uh, Marcus Davenport's market value set at $23.2 million per year. Clearly, that hasn't been updated since after the season. So you look at some other guys that are a little bit more comparable. Zach Allen, who is not a big-time name, was a rotational guy, but ended up with six sacks in 2023, ends up uh, with a market value of about $9.3 million per, but on a three-year deal. Larry Ogunjobi, who also only had one sack in 2023 or 2022, one year, $3.4 million or two year, $6.9 million. So I think you fall somewhere in between those two players and heck, go and sign Larry Ogunjobi while you're at it. So that's what some of the others are kind of looking at when it comes to Marcus Davenport. But obviously that $23.2 million one is simply based on the fact that he's an edge rusher coming off of a rookie deal, has not yet taken into account the lack of production in 2023. Uh, David Onyemata's number, however, comes in a lot closer. And there are some interesting ways to get David Onyemata to stick around, drop his salary cap hit in 2023, and have him for multiple years, which might be one of the most important moves that the Saints either do or don't make in 2023. We're going to discuss how to do it, what the structure of the contract is, and why it's so important as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. In today's episode, brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Trust me, I've tried all of them. Name one. Yep, tried it. Name another one. Yep, tried it. Don't say anything weird. I see you. We got a whole bunch going on over here. Built Bar is a huge, huge uh, partner of ours. They've been around for a long time, and we've been around for a long time with them because the bars are just that dang good. Why are they so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% chocolate. Yes, real chocolate is a part of it. You've got great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, all of that unbelievable, incredible flavors. It tastes like candy bars, but you only have 130 calories and four grams of sugar while you're also getting 17 grams of protein. Yeah, it's that dope. So you can find it over at built.com, but you can also find it at your local Walmart or Sam's Club as well. Walmart, you can walk over to the pharmacy section, get a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, grab all three. You got a dozen ready to go for you. Or you can head over to Sam's Club and get a baker's dozen 13 box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro as well. Don't worry, you can thank me later. So go and check them out. Walmart, uh, Sam's Club, or built.com for the best tasting protein bar, Built Bar. All right, family, continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks so much, as always, making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. While there's a lot of question marks around whether or not the New Orleans Saints should retain or shouldn't retain Marcus Davenport, David Onyemata is a little bit more clear cut. So we're going to build a contract for him, discuss why it's important that the New Orleans Saints keep him around, 
and then sort of discuss a bit of the cap saving measures that you can that you can build in. Uh, not necessarily in that order, but you get it. No cap Tuesday. Here's how we're rolling. All right. So David Onyemata, very important to resign him. Very, very, very important to resign him. There's a couple of different reasons. He's a big part of what it is that you're trying to do here in 2023. You want to get better in the run game. You brought in Todd Grantham, who's a defensive line specialist. You lost Ryan Nielsen over the course of this offseason. So keeping the personnel, keeping the player talent is kind of important here going into this offseason. And the Saints are going to have a little bit of trouble when it comes to the interior defensive line. David Onyemata, Contavious Street, Shai Tuttle, Malcolm Roach, all free agents this offseason. So unlikely or not unlikely. Well, I'll say this, unlikely that you're going to see the same group of defensive tackles in 2023 that you saw in 2022. Now, this was an interior defensive line that struggled against a run. So maybe that's not as bad a thing. And that sort of turnover is just kind of rather be early than late on it. But David Onyemata, I think, is somebody that is really important to keep around. He knows your system. He knows your scheme. He knows all the things. He's very productive, all of that. Even in a season last year in 2022, where maybe it didn't feel like he didn't show up as much, so I had five and a half sacks or still five, uh, excuse me, five sacks. Um, and then also added uh, on top of that, what was it? Uh, five tackles for a loss as well. You'd love to see the tackles for a loss number back into the double digits like he had 10 back in 2020 along with six and a half sacks. But the five sack total was his second highest total of his career so far. So six and a half back in 2020, uh, only two in 2021, and then five in 2022. So he's had the production up and down, but had maybe one of his better production, you know, better years of production last year, even though it didn't necessarily feel like it. it felt like he was kind of missing throughout the season. But if you're getting five sacks from your interior defensive lineman, you're pretty happy with that. The thing to remember about David Onyemata that's different from Marcus Davenport is, well, two things. Uh, David Onyemata is not playing a premier position, although he does play on the defensive line, right? He's playing defensive tackle on the interior as opposed to over on the outside on the edge, which will always get a lot more money, all of that. You're also looking at the fact that David Onyemata has four straight years of 10 plus QB hits. So you'd like to see him translate a few more of those to sacks, but he is still being disruptive. The other piece to this all too is that this is his third contract. It's not his second contract. The second contract is usually the big one. Very rarely in the NFL is the third contract the bigger contract. It happens, right? Geno Smith might be on his 17th contract about to have you're the biggest payday of his career so far. So like those types of things do happen, but typically that's not the case. So with David Onyemata, what you're looking at here is you're looking back at his old contract that he signed, uh, which was a three-year, $26 million deal back in 2020. This is the contract that's now expiring here following the 2022 year. So what's the, what's, what's the downside to giving him the same payday now? Not a big one. It's not a terrible idea, especially because you know you're going to restructure some money down the road, all of that. So there's some sneaky ways that the New Orleans Saints might be able to get away with doing that. You can give him a low base salary in 2023, vet minimum, give him $1.065 million. No matter what, the seven or so million dollars that's already counting against him in 2022 or 2023, it's going to be there no matter what. So what you're doing is you're adding new money on top of the $10.2 million dead cap hit. But you do it in such a way that you're structuring some things out. So the Saints could give him a three-year deal with a void year, right? That gives him covered in 2023, 2024, 2025, and then have the void year in 2026, $10 million signing bonus, which equals out to being, you know, just around, well, let me make sure I'll give you the, the, the exact number. I think it's just over $3 million 
in terms of uh, what that would look like. Or no, it's two and a half million dollars. Ross does math great. But because of the fact that there's already existing money in those future years, then that ends up being a, a part of that factor, raises it to about $3.99 million in terms of the proration after that. So you're just adding new money on top, but you do a low base salary in 2023. You could do a high base salary in 2024 that you expect to restructure, or you can do a low base salary in 2025 with a roster bonus over on the opposite side of that. So that if he's on the roster, right, it's only guaranteed money if he's on the roster, let's say the third day of the league year or the third day after the Super Bowl in 2024. In that case, which is kind of what, what's happening right now with uh, Michael Thomas, but a lot more money, you can make the decision about Marcus Davenport in February of 2024 and potentially save yourself money in 2025. So that's one of the ways that they could push some of that money down the road, add it into his total, call it a um, you know three-year $27 million deal, but $10 million is non-guaranteed until a certain date all the way down in 2025, so that if you move on from him before that, you don't owe that money, and it really turns into more of a three-year, $17 million deal. Now, the big question is, why would an agent, why would a player sign on to that? That's one of the reasons why you make it the third day after the Super Bowl, as opposed to the first day of the new league year, to kind of help alleviate uh, that conversation. Or you just do it straight up. Three years, $27 million, $10 million signing bonus, pushes a bunch of money down the road, keep a low base salary in 2023. Standard base salaries in 2024 and 2025, about $8.5 million. And bam, you drop your salary cap hit from letting him walk at $10.2 million to keeping him and taking a salary cap hit of $9.3 million. So you save about a million dollars. It's not going to be, there's no reality in which you save a ton of money on David Onyemata, but there are mechanisms available that will allow them to save some money in 2023 by deflecting what would become some of the, um, some of the advancing salary cap money. Uh, down the way. One of the other things you could do is add an additional void year. This now pushes $2 million all the way down to 2027. So maybe you don't want to do that. But if you did, then it would drop his salary cap hit down to $8.77 million. Let's call it $8.8 million. So you're saving just a little bit around like one and a half million as opposed to just one. So there's a couple of ways to structure David on Yamada's contract. But I do think that a three-year deal around what he got back in 2020 makes a lot of sense and is huge in terms of keeping him in New Orleans. So that's why it's important because you don't have a lot of defensive tackles. That's the contract structure that you can use. And there are other mechanisms and options like that roster bonus that we discussed that can push some soon-to-be guaranteed money into non-guaranteed money conversation, saving you money down the road. So we'll see exactly what happens with these guys, Marcus Davenport and uh, David on Yamada, but I do think keeping David on Yamada around is important while letting Marcus Davenport get an opportunity to go and test the market is advantageous, not only for Marcus Davenport, but could be advantageous for the New Orleans Saints as well, because you don't want to over-dedicate for a player that hasn't shown production, especially when years ago with Trey Hendrickson, you refused to dedicate any money to a guy with one year of production. So which one makes the most sense? We'll see which one they go with. All right, coming up next. We're going to take a look at a new tool, new tool that the uh, salary cap gurus of the New Orleans Saints, Kai Harley, and of course, Mickey Loomis have been using to absolute perfection. And we got to see it all on display on Monday. We got that coming up for you as we continue on to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. And today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends over at Fan. 
Duel, the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. They've also got XFL. They're going to have USFL odds if you're looking for more football and off-season odds for the, for the NFL as well. But it is America's number one sportsbook, so make sure that you don't miss out, especially if you're a new customer. Because right now, new customers are going to get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets that you get back if your bet doesn't win. That means that there's no losing when it comes to FanDuel. So go and download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. And right now you get immediate payouts as well. That's a part of FanDuel's uh, guarantee, which is awesome. Then you can also bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained in the NBA or whatever else uh, floats your boat over at sport over at the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. And you can also combine all of those bets for a bigger payout with same game parlays as well. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat-first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment count with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get it, Houdat Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Saints with a look at a new tool that the New Orleans Saints have been using as a salary cap saving mechanism. I've highlighted it a couple of times here on the show, but let's really break it down, how it works, why it's important, and why the New Orleans Saints are going to be doing a lot more of it until somebody tells them not to. Uh, appreciate you as always make Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. We're breaking down some numbers here on No Cap Tuesday, being nerds. We love it. We're having a good time. So, the mechanism that the New Orleans Saints have been using right now is massively smart. And this is why Kai Harley is going to be a GM someday, hopefully with the New Orleans Saints, but eventually he's going to get an opportunity. I was shocked. I've been shocked for the past two off seasons that he hasn't gotten the opportunity that he deserves, but we'll see how it goes over time. But there's just nobody better in the NFL when it comes to navigating the salary cap. Here's what the Saints have been doing. Roster bonuses. Yeah, it's that simple. It's just roster bonuses. Here's the trick about roster bonuses. Roster bonuses become guaranteed usually the year before the charge happens, okay? So for instance, a roster bonus could be set in a situation to where after the third day, the third day following the Super Bowl, this money in 2020, 2024 becomes guaranteed here in 2023. Think about Derek Carr's contract, right? Derek Carr had a situation in his contract, and one of the reasons why there was that Mar or that that February 15th deadline to get him up out of Las Vegas, even though people were trying to tell you that, oh no, it doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. Um, the mechanism that was built into his contract was effectively bonuses and guarantees on February 15th of 2023 that would be that would become guaranteed for the 2023 NFL season. So it's really we're still in the 2022 league year. When that money becomes guaranteed in the following league year, not only did Derek Carr have over $30 million of guarantees in 2023, he also had additional guarantees that raised that number up to $40.4 million in 2024. So Ross, why are we talking about, or sorry, combined with 2024. So Ross, why are we talking about Derek Carr? Because this gives you an idea of the framework of why this becomes important and what happens when it's mismanaged. Here's an example of what happens when it's managed appropriately. New Orleans Saints gave Eric McCoy a $10 million roster bonus on his contract years ago when they gave him the extension, not years ago, like an offseason ago. Um, and what they did was that they put a $10 million roster bonus in 2023. 
that was effectively already guaranteed because Eric McCoy wasn't going anywhere. He was going to be on the roster in 2023. So that money was going to be guaranteed one way or another. So what did the Saints do? Instead of allowing that money to just sit on their books in 2023, they converted it. They then took that roster bonus, which is a non-prorated bonus. Prorating means that when you take it out and break it out evenly over a certain number of years or the lifespan of a contract, including void years. With the non-prorated, it just hits in a year. So all in one year. So what the Saints did was that they took that $10 million roster bonus and they said, okay, we're going to restructure that and we're going to convert that to a signing bonus and add a void year to the end of the deal. So that took the Saints from owing him $10 million in a roster bonus to owing him just $2 million in a roster bonus. Why $2 million? Because they took that $10 million, they moved it from non-prorated to prorated, and they added a void year. That means that they gave him five years, right? And then that breaks out to $2 million per year. So the Saints went from owing him $10 million in bonuses to an extra, or an extra $10 million in bonuses to an extra just $2 million in bonuses, saving the Saints $8 million here in 2023. Not only did they do that with Eric McCoy, they did it with Marcus May when they signed him on his free agency contract. They've already restructured that, pushed that down the road. There's a roster bonus built in the Cam Jordans deal. They'll restructure that. You look back to last year, Ryan Ramchek, Marcus Davenport, when they restructured both of their deals, $15 million on one, $10 million on another. When it came to their uh, roster bonuses, they restructured those, saved a ton of money. That's what the New Orleans Saints are doing now. They're utilizing money that's already going to be guaranteed. Again, listen to those names, right? Marcus May was always going to make it to a second year in his deal. Cameron Jordan ain't going nowhere. Uh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore was without a doubt going to be on the roster in 2022. Ryan Ramchek was without a doubt going to be on the roster in 2022. Eric McCoy was without a, without a doubt going to be on the roster in 2023. They took money that's already guaranteed, that was already going to go, is already committed to those players and said, now less. <laughs> Waved their hands in front of the eyes of the NFL uh, front office and said, we ain't paying that. When I tell y'all that Kai Harley is an absolute baller, that's what I'm talking about. And you know what? That's some no cap for you to wrap up no cap Tuesdays. Because what cap? Maybe I'll call it what cap Tuesdays. I feel like no caps really played out. <laughs> Whatever. Y'all tell me what you like. But that's the way that the Saints are doing this now. So expect when it comes to new free agents that they sign, potential contracts that they restructure, uh, players that they could possibly extend, like David Onyemata, baking a uh, probably a double-digit million-dollar roster bonus into those contracts. Watch for that, because that will allow us to be able to look forward to the New Orleans Saints next offseason and say, okay, there's a spot that's going to get restructured. There's a spot that's going to get restructured. There's a spot that's going to get restructured. James Hurst, $2 million roster bonus in 2023, that'll probably get restructured. That's what the New Orleans Saints are doing. That's how they're staying ahead of the curve. That's how they continue to play the game. They're consistently innovating, consistently innovating. Kai Harley's at the front of it. Mickey Loomis is obviously a huge part of it. And the New Orleans Saints are on the forefront of getting it all done. Coming up in tomorrow's episode, HBC, HBCU Combine was today, so what it, or was Tuesday. So on Wednesday, we'll take a look at some of the HBCU players that you need to know who had great performances, all that. And we'll also take a look ahead to a couple of the combine performances that we're looking forward to. I know we've got free agency between now and the, uh, and, and the, uh, the draft, but you know what? Combine comes before free agency. So we'll start to look at that as well. Appreciate you as always making Locked on Saints 
your first listen of the day. For your second listen, make sure you go and check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Uh, NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, they're giving you everything you need to know from around the NFL in less than 30 minutes. And now you can subscribe to their brand new YouTube page. Just search Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Hit the subscribe button. Appreciate y'all for making me a part of your day, a part of your routine, uh, and for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi, especially out on the parade routes here on Lundy Gras and Mardi Gras. Happy Lundy Gras, by the way. Uh, and happy Mardi Gras, by the way, depending upon when you are watching this. And as always, if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Roger Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.